Welcome along to this week's episode of Behind the Boxes. I'm Mark Dierkloss. We've got a preview and a review show coming up for you this week. We're going to review all the Group 1 and Group 2 racing action that took place at Wentworth Park on Saturday night. How good was it to get back to headquarters? And we're going to preview the Group 2 Golden Cup, which will be staged on Sunday. As well as that, we'll preview the Group 2 Lismore Cup. We had heats of that event run on Tuesday evening. Four great heats, four very worthy winners heading into the final. All right, let's talk Greyhound Racing. He's been to Barry the Barber. I've got to tell you, folks, he has got his $20 worth. Timmy, the battler, new ball. He didn't miss you, mate. Yeah, g'day, Duke. G'day, everyone. Yeah, yeah, $20. <laughs> I did get my money's worth. Don't worry about that. You know when you're sitting in the chair and you look and go, no, just, just a little more off the top, a <laughs> little more off the top. That's where I went wrong. Just He just went a little too far. I've got to blame myself. But I'll tell you what, I did cop a caning a couple of weeks ago when I went back to Wentworth Park about my hair, how long it was. And I copped the caning again on Saturday night after getting it cut like this. So it's, it's a no-win no situation. Uh, but $20, bury the barber. It was well spent anyway. Mate, but, they say know. people in glass houses shouldn't throw yeah. stones. I, I, I know. Now, you know how windy it was on Saturday night. Right? <laughs> so I, I, I unintentionally went for the windswept look, right? So we're recording this on Wednesday night. So last night I went to Lismore. And as soon as I walked in the, in the gate, they've gone, oh, Oh, no windswept look tonight. You've, what, you've had a haircut. And I've looked at the bloke and I thought, oh, mate, you shouldn't be saying that. I've got to tell you who it was. But I did, I did set him straight. I'm like, mate, please stop that. Yeah, don't worry. Our head of media wanted to have a crack at me when he first saw the haircut. I think on Friday night, uh, afternoon on a Zoom call. And I didn't realise he had the looks of Brad Pitt. But anyway. Uh, well, he's, got the, he's got the Christian name of Brad Pitt. And yeah, true. Yes. That's where it stops and starts because I was always told be wary of a person <laughs> who has a Christian name as a surname as well. Yes. For those yes. who don't know, our head of media is Brad Adam, who will be watching this. G'day, Bradley. Hey, listen, let's get down to action. I, I said it was a big night at Wentworth Park. Now, just remember, Saturday night was the first Saturday night after lockdown uh, finished in, in Sydney. I was worried that we were going to suffer a reduction in turnover, that people were going to go out, they're going to have a good time, they're going to spend their money in other areas. Last October, we did the Million Dollar Chase. Massive card of racing. Uh, we had free-to-air coverage on Channel 9 uh, for seven or eight minutes leading into the event. We turned over $9.4 million for the meeting battle. Mm. Last Saturday night, just gone, 10 races, two age-restricted Group 1s, a Group 2 Sydney Cup, and we turn over $8.9 million, the second highest amount ever turned over in Australian Greyhound racing history. There goes my theory that they're going to open their purse strings and spend it elsewhere, mate. Phenomenal figures. Phenomenal figures. A great result for the industry here in New South Wales. Uh, got one thing I will say, and analysis uh, tells, uh, tells us that, that whenever the uh, thoroughbred punters have a good day during their day. They generally butter up of the, an evening, you know, the race meetings at night. And, and we had Everest and Caulfield Cup Day on Saturday. 13 of the 20 winners across Melbourne and Sydney started $4 all under. So the punters had an absolute fill up throughout the day. And they really aimed up on Saturday night. They gave it a run. Uh, they gave it a run, 8.9 million, quite a remarkable 
uh, night of, of greyhound racing, but great to see the turnover. As you said, two age-restricted races, so they weren't the, the season group one dogs, which are probably known a little more than those younger greyhounds coming through. Uh, a fantastic staying race, but yeah, all in all, uh, it was great coverage by everyone concerned, you know, leading into the race meeting. Uh, a, a healthy crowd was in attendance, so that was good to see. But yeah, like you, I think we all probably thought, you know, opening up again people will get out to the pubs and clubs and 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 maybe restaurants and maybe the turnover might have suffered well we couldn't have been more wrong if we thought that way Duke. yeah and i know look certain industries and that are, you know you and i both got mates in hospitality and, and all that and they've 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 suffered terribly over the last oh. 18 months you know two years now basically uh wagering is certainly not one of those we are oh. we've experienced a boom in particularly in our product greyhound racing in new south wales <clears throat> pardon me, but to do 8.9 million, I mean, mate, that was unheard of. I mean, we only have to go back a couple of years when we did, I think we did $5.4 million on a million dollar chase uh, semi-night. And then the next week we we surpassed that. So I don't know where it's going to end. I don't know when we get back to normality. There will be some some residual punters that will stay with us, obviously. Mm. I, I do expect it to, to bottom out a little bit. But I thought it'd bottom out on Saturday night. So, Timmy, obviously, obviously, it was our coverage. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, you. I hope, I hope Mr. Mestroff and Mr. Babos are watching. <laughs> I know yeah. Mr. Babos watches. I, I think we'll just cut this to Tony. Obviously, our our live coverage in enhanced showcase presentation that went out. But it, but in all seriousness, yeah. mate, it just blows me away the money that they're turning over now. Yeah, and, and only in a 10 race card, Duke, it wasn't as if it was a 12 race card or an 11 race card. So, you know, you're talking 890,000 average per race. That's, that's unbelievable money. And I go back, I, I know it's 20 years ago now and it's a long time and things have changed, but I go back, you know, 20 years. If we turned over a million dollars on a Saturday night meeting at Wentworth Park, you said, wow, that was a big night. Yeah. We do a million dollars on a race now. Mm. it's it's crazy money anyway but as i said it was <clears throat> it was it was great to get back to headquarters battler and when yes. we know we had uh two group ones the age restricted uh classics and also the sydney cup let's start our episode now by reviewing the group one peter mossman opal it was a keen betting affair there was money for sophie siren money for analyzing she salacious ended up starting favorite off the inside draw and they're racing now, and she jumped okay. She's salacious down on the inside. Light and Lily out fast, looking to cross. Light and Lily leads out of the straight on She's salacious. Ziggy Star in a handy place, third two lengths away. They're followed by Fernando's Glory. Next came Sophie Zarin. Well back in the field, Image and Rose go forward. Barbs and analyzing the favourite. She's salacious rail through to hit the lead now from Light and Lily. Ziggy Star's winding up. Fernando's Glory checked off heels. They turn. Light and Lily comes back. It's a massive upset. Light and Lily won the Peter Mossman. Jordy, congratulations. Not only first group win, but first group one win. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mate, tell us how the emotions feel. Yeah, you must be over the moon. Tell you the truth, it's my birthday today. 42. <laughs> Mate, it's the best birthday present you could have got. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Mate, did you give her a realistic good chance in this? Well, she was the slowest qualifier last week. She had box five, so... I wasn't too confident. Mate, when she jumped so well, you must have uh, at least thought she was a chance of a place, and, and then obviously overtaken by the favourite. But 
the way she came back was pretty impressive. Yeah, I knew she was strong, but when the one got in front, I thought maybe she might run a place. But when they come past me, you know, like I, I know she's strong. But yeah. Mate, obviously a career highlight for you. How long have you been involved in the sport? A bit over 14 years. And family involvement, obviously, before that. My father, John Little, taught me everything I know. <laughs> Jordan Tweddle, he's steeped in greyhound racing tradition. His grandfather, Johnny Little, has had a collar and lead for as long as I can ever remember. Uh, Jordy, as we just heard, Badler, a man of uh, very <laughs> few words, but boy, oh boy, what a birthday present. Wow, uh, he was beaming though, Duke. Yeah, as you said, a man of few words, but you could just tell how elated, how excited he was. Uh, it's a good little story. He, uh, you know, as far as he moved in with John, John was, uh, you know, facing some health battles. So Jordan moved in to help him with the dogs. Um, and well, what are they saying? The classics, the rest is history. He's a, he's a group one winning trainer now. Uh, she was terrific, Light and Lily. She began brilliantly and then she just got headed mid-race. She got burnt off by the favourite. She's salacious. And I think at that point, Duke, we thought the favourite would get home. But Light and Lily, she just, she stuck with her. She she probably held with you know, three quarters of a length coming off the back. And then she just knuckled down in those latter stages. She had been over the middle journey, Duke. So uh, that strength really told in the final metres. And, and all in all, she was, she was too good. Uh, you can't take anything away from her. Everything else seemed to have their chances. She, Salacious, had every hope. She punched up on the lead, uh, on the rails, took the lead, and just beaten by a better dog on the night. Um, Siggy Star, uh, a fair effort finishing third. I thought she might have been in the finish, got a little bit closer when she sort of she got into that, that stalking role working to the back. But all honest, a lot and little Duke, she was just terrific. Yeah, she's had 49 starts now, Battler. Uh, she's only two and a half years old. Um, so you know, again, they, she's proven to be really a tough chaser as well. Eleven wins, a uh, hundred tick over one hundred and ten thousand dollars in prize money. Obviously, the biggest night for Geordie, and uh, yeah. he just had a massive smile. It was so good to see. It, so. it, I, and we've, we've actually said this, you know, quite a number of times on this show lately. It's great to see these young kids, yeah. young the next generation coming through. That's what I get a kick out of seeing, Jude, because we need the young ones coming through. And here we are, we are talking a few weeks ago about Georgia Howard and a few of the other young trainers training a winning treble here and there. And here's Jordan Tweddle, Group 1 winning trainer at 42 on his birthday. What a night. Yeah. The Group 1 Big Peter's Classic, it's, uh, it's a race that has been won by some out-and-out champions. Bandit Ned, he started favourite at $2.50 from box six. He was looking to continue his great form, not only all over the racetracks, but particularly at Wentworth Park. Here's how Matt Jackson called him home. And they're racing, and Bandit Ned, he exploded out from out wide. Cop Magnet's got plenty of speed to the first turn, but Bandit Ned got across. He's into second placing now. In third special, Brendan Zipping, Kansas is handy fourth. They're followed then by Barton. Next came Sound of Silence, Aston Barak and Mickey Doo. Off the back, it's Bandit Ned, the leader. He's two lengths in front. Zipping, Kansas is giving chase. They put play to Cop Magnet, turning for home. Bandit Ned, he's a special dog. He is a future star, and he wins the Vic Peters. Andy, congratulations last night. Group one with Bandit Ned. He, he, he deserved to get that big feature race win, didn't he? There he did. He um he he's well he's he sort of won everything he's gone in, but we aim for that race and um you know he never had everything his own way with the box draw. Mm. The box was good, but there was a few crashes outside and you know, as as per usual, he just finds a way to to win. As you say, he's doing everything that's asked of him at the moment. He just keeps stepping up, stepping up. 
Yeah, he's getting better. There's no doubt about that. He's chasing all the way into the pen. He's, he wants to be there. Mate, what next? Yeah, let's talk about Top Gun invitations. Yeah, will you sit down and have a look at it now? Or have you got a plan in your mind? Oh, look, they're once-in-a-lifetime opportunities when you get a good dog like him, so, you know, and you, you, you've got to look after your owners, so we'll put a nomination in and just see where it lands. Mate, there's obviously the Phoenix as well coming up. Is that something that you've thought about? No, I, I'm not a person that plans races. I mean, you know, if, if you get into them, good. Um, it's a bit like the Vic Peters, you know, you... You, you look at the heat and then worry about the final if you get in it. But um, and the Phoenix and them sort of races are no different. And there's other good dogs around when they're doing the invitation for this Top Gun, like say Zipping Kyrgios is flying, and um, you got Wow, and you know there's a lot of good dogs, and and they'll have to sit down and work that out for themselves, you know. Mate, what about a series like a Melbourne Cup? Is it too early for him in his career to be a three-week series? No, not really, because we have you know like he's, he's two and a half. But, and only had 18 starts, and we have taken it easy with him. But he's ready now to, to take on whatever he has to take on, you know. And does your opinion change after each start of him, or you still got that massive high opinion of him, and, and that just, yeah, he's vindicated with each run? No, it always gets better, because he's always improving. Mm. And I still think there's more in him. That's a, that's a scary thought, a good thought for you and the owners. Yeah, well, I keep saying it, and I, I know me dogs, and he's just that type of dog that, Every time he goes out, he just does that little bit better, you know. But but coming out now and 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 chasing his guts out for the first 400, that's that's what we wanted to see. Hey, one final thing: do, do Group Ones get old, or uh, or are they still good to win? Oh no, that's why you're in them, you know. I mean, not just for Group Ones, but you get more excited for the dog, you know, when you you've bred them, you've reared them, broke them in, and you're bringing them along and. You know, you, you, you're saying to people, this dog's my next champion, and you know, they go, yeah, you know. <laughs> well, you know, and then when it, 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 it happens, well, you know, it, 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 it doesn't matter who you are, you, you'll get excited. It's nice to say I told you so as to. Oh, I'm not that sort of bloke, but <laughs> I did tell him so. Hey, Badler, Andy Lord has, I, I spoke to Andy actually on Monday night um, after the Golden Cup heats and that were run, and, and we were talking about Bandit Ned. He said the thing that is really getting him about Bandit Ned now is, He's actually charging into the catching pen at the end of the races. And he, he said he's just developing into that true dog. But what a record now. 18 mm. starts, 15 wins, three minors, undefeated at Wentworth Park. Uh, he's undefeated from box four out to box eight. So he's had six, 10, 12 starts from box four to box eight, yet to be beaten. I mean, he's only been beaten three times in his career. But that race was as good as over when he got clear air five metres out of the boxes. Outstanding performance, outstanding. Um, as you said, it was over when the boxes went up and after two or three metres, uh, he got clear fresh air. Mickey Dew was probably the key to the race because he, he, he wanted to crash left. He did crash left, but he missed the kick. And there's Bendit, Ned, fresh air, that big engine just kicking in at the V8 engine. Uh, he, he was headed through the first turn, but he was just on the outside of the leader cock magnet. And at that point, uh, he was unbeatable, Bandit Ned, when he just, he goes through his gears. He finds the line like a runaway freight train. He was out on his own where he wanted to be, out in fresh air. Uh, Andy went into the race supremely confident. He didn't really hear of the dog being beaten. He was right in the, on the mark. Great training performance. He, he, he's a he's a top shelf greyhound 
Now he's going to chase the Melbourne Riches, Duke. You've got the Top Gun, the Melbourne Cup, and of course, you know, the Phoenix. He's got to be in contention, I guess, for the Phoenix as well. Uh, you know, the owners, they've got, a, uh, they've got a, a fun period ahead. I know former NRL star Corey Pearson is one of the owners, so he's having the ride of his life with his greyhound. Look, he was, he, he, you know, early days, he was a little green, a, a little immature, but, gee, he really looks the complete package now, Duke. Uh, he really does. Yeah, he does. He's, as said, and the run 29.47 as well, Bad. Like, I thought the runner's hip in Kansas yeah. was terrific. Ran 29.67, getting beaten two and three quarters. Uh, Special Bland ran third. Mm. But as I said, that race was done and dusted very early. When he got to the outside of Cop Magna and into that first turn, he was never, ever going to get beaten. So Bandit Ned, plenty, plenty on offer for him coming mm. up. The race that we're probably looking forward to the most was the Group 2 Sydney Cup. It had so many different scenarios as to how it was going to be run and won. Not many people expected Zipping Naseko to lead off the inside, but that's exactly what she did. And they're racing. Beginning brilliantly wide out here is Prim and Proper out far. Zipping Naseko down on the rails and Zipping Naseko will go through and lead from Prim and Proper and Super Estrella. Fourth is Miss Esme. They're followed by Kylie Keeping. Next, My Margarita. Stanley Road. He's back second last. He's eight off the lead. He's going for the rails run and at the end of the field is line of quality. So they're in the back straight now and it's Zipping Naseko being joined on the rails by Miss Esme. Super Estrella's following her through. They're followed by Prim and Proper. Stanley Road, he's well back. He's got it all to do, but Miss Esme exploded away around the home turn. She opened up by four on Zipping Naseko and Super Estrella, and Miss Esme, a breathtaking Sydney Cup win. Uh, congratulations. Not the way everyone expected. Everyone expected her to be out on the bunny. Uh, yeah, I just thought, I hope she was up there, of course. But yeah, a couple of them showed a bit of speed, but she done a good job. Uh, she certainly did. It shows a bit of versatility as well. She's not one-dimensional. Yeah, that's for sure. No, she'd had a bit more work this week, so we were, we were ready. You always said early on, I think at Dubbo, you were saying, yeah, she's potentially a really good stayer. She's certainly living up to that now. Oh, she's just a natural, I think, yeah. Have you had one like her before? Uh, I owned one once, yeah. A bitch called Narinka Barbie. It was pretty good. Pretty good. How does, she, uh, how does this one compare to that? Uh, you don't compare, no. Nah. There'll be, never be another Barbie, but this, this one's pretty good too. Mate, absolutely. And another group win for yourself. That, uh, you're obviously proud of that. Yeah, big look good in the heat, Star, I suppose. Hey, Badlow, look, all honours with Miss Esme. Put up a terrific run. But let's go to the start of the race. And, and I guess you could have got, you know, fairly long odds about Miss Esme or Super Estrella not leading. I know uh, Zipping Naseko was well boxed, but, you know, you had pace also from Kylie keeping pace from Prim and Proper. So that was the first surprise that Zipping Naseko uh, actually led. But when you look at and evaluate the run of Miss Esme, um, oh, gee, she was gutsy. And she's run 41.70. You've got to feel sorry for Jason Magri. He had, he, he had Zipping Naseko, who ran 41.96, runs third. He had Zipping Kansas running 29.67 in the Big Peters, runs second. Any night of the year, normally, both those times win it. But again, just so gutsy for Miss Esme, mate. Yeah, zipping the second. Um, she ran a PB too in finishing third. So she's run a bottler. But yeah, as you said, all honours to Miss Esme. Uh, she's now unbeaten over the 700 metres. Uh, the world is her oyster. Um, she was she was uh, she was strong to the line. She improved nine lengths 
on her heat victory. She ran 42-29 uh, in the heat, 41-70. Thank you very much on Saturday night. Uh, she was just outstanding. Uh, uh, super Estrella Duke, I've got to give her a wrap. She was super gallant in finishing second. She just kept on kicking. She had to work hard in the early stages. She's caught a little off the track and she worked over time. So she kept on kicking on to finish uh, second. She ran a PB in 41.94. And as you said, zipping the second, third, 41.96. Uh, she was she was really good. She probably just, just lacked a bit of match fitness, I think, at the end, Duke. Uh, when she did lead, I thought, well, geez, on her run... Uh, uh, first up over the 700 metres, she was uh, the one to beat. I actually didn't think the other, you know, Mrs. Mayor, Super Estrella, could run her down when they they, they logged into second and third position because Stanley Wright, he was back in the pack. He was checking off heels and then he never, ever, ever looked a, a winning factor, the favourite. Uh, but, yeah, again, uh, Miss Esme... Um, she's been on our radar. She's been on everybody's radar now for, you know, a number of months. And, 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 and even Jack early days, he, he had a big, big rap on her, but um, I know someone sort of asked about uh, Irinka Barbie, who Jack owned back in 2004. She was the New South Wales greyhead of the year. She won 30 or 40 races and, you know, group ones and whatnot, but, Jack, he doesn't like comparing any dogs at all. Like, you know, when, when you want to compare the you know, Jungle Juice and Feral Frankie, he just leave me well and truly out of that. He said, no point comparing dogs. And he's got a great point. It drives me crazy when people want to compare dogs 2021 to, to uh, you know, 1999. It's ridiculous. You know, it's, you can never, you know, settle an argument. So, um, yeah, no, it was a great performance. And again, like, she's off to Melbourne. Oh, jeez. What could she do down there? And uh, yeah, an exciting time ahead for Jack and the owners. And, and we posed the question on one of our very early episodes uh, where she'd made that transition to the middle distance initially, the 600 and set mm. track records at, um, you know, Dubbo and then at Bathurst. And, that, and, and the question we asked each other was, it's all right to say she runs a strong 500. She runs a strong 600. Is she going to run a strong 700? Well, she certainly answered that question yeah. on, on Saturday night because look, the track was the track was fast. I think mm. uh, you know Zipping Curios comes out and runs uh, forty two or forty five. I think it was uh, Ben and Ned ran forty seven. So she ran seventy, but that's the key. She had ten nights between heats and final mm. for Jack to take you know <laughs> point you know five nine of a second, eight mm. more than eight you know nine lengths nearly off it. Just mm. unbelievable. Great conditioner, mate. Great man with the dog. He, he sure is. And, you know, I think after her first two wins at Weddy, when she ran 42.30 and 42.29, I thought, geez, you know, I thought she'd break 42 first up at, at yeah. the track. Although the first up 700 was on a, it was a, on a real heavy track. So it was probably a better run than the 43.3 that it was. But when she won a heat, I thought, gee, she, she probably disappointed me. Um, but... He's too smart, Jack. He, <laughs> he obviously had plenty up the sleeve, you know, uh, leading into that heat. And then she was cherry ripe in the final and she really blew them away in the end. Yeah, and I guess, you know, that's what, you know, Jimmy Coleman always said to me. I love quoting the, the great man, but he said, you know, um, good dogs make good trainers, hmm. but good trainers keep good oh. dogs going and get the best out of them. Oh, and, uh, and never ever a true man for for a guy who yeah. won five derbies. And to me, the person I rate as the as the the best greyhound trainer of all time. You yeah. know, and it's so true what he said. And you take into account it was ten days between heat and final, a seven hundred meter race. She improved 
nine lengths. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's not too many better conditioners, not only in New South Wales, but in the nation than Jack. And um, and it's proven what he's done over the last few years. He, he, he continually produces a good dog. He's got jungle juice. He's ready to come back. I was chatting to him. Uh, he's his owner, Brian ja uh, Jaggers, on the weekend at the track. And uh, he, he's on the comeback trail. So they're going to head down to Melbourne and target a few races down there. Um, you know, Feral, Frankie, and you know, now he now he's got Miss Esme as well. So yeah, an exciting time for Jack. I'm sure he's going to going to be doing plenty of travelling and, and racking up the kilometers in the next 12 or 18 months, Duke. Yeah, and listen, we've got a uh, we've got a distance race at Wentworth Park on Saturday night. So if you thought you were stiff last week, here's your chance to get your money back. Six runners go around. So it is the Sydney Cup field minus Miss Esme and minus line of quality. <laughs> uh, so that is, I think it's race four in the card at, uh, at Wenny on Saturday night. So again, if you thought Stanley Road's better suited, you, you'll get a chance. You think Super Estrella has, you know, come off that that terrific run on Saturday night, you know. Yeah. And again, we've now got this little group of stayers, um, mm. which every state struggles with. You know, you've, you, mm. there's an abundance of sprinters around always. Stayers, you always find that, you know, there's one or two and then you, mm. you're struggling to make up the fields. New South Wales at the moment have got four or five real smart ones. Yeah, in a real sort of purple patch at the moment, yep. aren't we? So and it's great to see because, Duke, in all honesty, we're probably, you know, as far as stayers are concerned, we've struggled for a number of years really to have a good, really top-class group who could travel the nation and be yep. competitive. We've had one or two uh, over the last sort of decade or two, you know, each year, but we haven't really had the, the, the numbers to travel in a group. We have now, uh, for sure and certain, three, four, five of these greyhounds that were going around the other night, they're, they're going to be travelling uh, interstate and contesting all of the groups, you know, the group races. Yeah. Uh, it was just, it was great to be back on track. It was great mm. to be back at Wenny. And as I said, the turnover, $8.9 million. Mammoth, absolutely. No one, no one at Greyhound Racing New South Wales thought that we'd do that sort of money on that night. So, again, uh, you know, it just augurs so well for the future. So that was Saturday Battler. We turned our attention to the, uh, the Southern Highlands on Sunday afternoon. We had four heats of the Group 2 uh, Goulburn Cup. Casual Glance took out the first heat running 24-55. The defending champion, Wow, ran 24-24. Troubled Mill for Alex Anderson, it ran 24-68. And the last heat was taken out by Derry Express for Anthony Azapati, running 24-49. As I said, Wow is the defending champion. And here is how he made his way into the 2021 decide. Racing, clear last out, Sovereign King. Wow, got away well. Winlock on top, can't go with him. And wow, he accelerates and runs two on Winlock on top. Mr. Ticket, the third, two lengths the Lagoon. Samuel Brindabella, boy, talking country. And Sovereign King, wow, extends down the side. Five lengths on the corner over Mr. Ticket. Winlock on top. And Lagoon Samuel went in the straight. This is poetry in motion. Into another group final, wow, by four lengths. Danielle, congratulations. Good to see him back on the track and running so successfully. Yeah, really happy for that time. Yeah. He's done everything while he's been off. As you said, he had a bit of a, a problem with his foot, but everything's fine now. Well, after that run, yeah, I'm relieved. <laughs> Were there a bit of nerves? Yeah, definitely. Just purely because you just weren't sure how he'd stand up in, in a oh, race? Just every time he goes around, <laughs> there's always that pressure with him. You know, everyone loves him, so. This race obviously means a lot to you. As you said, your mum's won it a couple of times. It's a local track. What would it be like to, to win a Golden Cup for you? Oh, it'd be, you know, I don't know, I just really enjoy it. 
What's it like having a dog like him? It's a bit scary. <laughs> it's a bit of pressure. No, he's a beautiful dog. I wouldn't swap him. And everything going to plan throughout his couple of months off? Everything else? No hiccups, problems, anything like that? No, it held up. He held up well. Wow. Well, he certainly did that on Sunday afternoon, running 24-24, just six 100s outside his track record at Goulburn. Battler, he draws box number four in the final of the Group 2 Goulburn Cup on Sunday afternoon. Mr. Ticket comes up with the inside. Derry Express draws box five. Casual glance for uh, Mick and Michelle Lille. It draws box number eight. How are you reading this race, mate? Because with Derry Express on the outside of WOW, Derry Express began like a rocket on Sunday and wanted to get hard left. Um, what what do you foresee for the favourite in the early stages? Well, if he does step like he can just step cleanly, I think he'll just win. Uh, Derry Express, from what I know of him, I know he's down in Victoria now and he, he come up for this series, but he's, he's always been very, very touchy at box rise and he's got that good speed when he does hit the ground. Uh, so it will all depend on how he comes out. Boxes one, two, three, Duke. There's no pace for wow there. You know, underneath him, Richard Donald, he can come out on his night, but I wouldn't say he's got, he possesses brilliant speed, nor does um, Trouble at Mill and Mr. Ticket. Likewise, he he was he was um, underneath, I think, where, um, in the heat the other, other night. So I think with a clean getaway, he'll just rush up the centre like he does. Uh, get those, uh, you know, get get that big engine ticking along, and and look, look what he did twenty four twenty four in the uh, in the heat just outside his track record. Uh, look, I I think it's his race to lose. Casual glance, uh, he he was good. He, he flew out and he just he showed that blinding early pace what he's what he's got. But he would have to, uh, you know come out, run it again, and, and wow, to miss it, I think, to get out, to get across, because wow will be driving up, you know, in the centre, so it's hard to hard to get across him unless you sort of li- li- basically slingshot out of the boxes. So, look, he, he does look the, uh, the winner to me. I think in early markets, he's $1.80. I think it's probably about his, his right price, Jude. Yeah, 43 starts now, 26 wins, $378,000 in prize. I mean, as I said uh, earlier, I was... I was chatting to Andy on, on Monday night, Andy Lord, and they've got Mr. Ticket in one, Ritz Donnelly in three. He also owns Derry Express. He said, don't discount Mr. Ticket on an each-way basis. He mm. says he's a better one-turn dog than what you actually think he is. Um, so, it, look, he gave us a leg up with Ritz Donnell. I know he ran second, but he played. <laughs> he was $5 the place on Sunday afternoon. So uh, mm. Andy just said, look, don't leave Mr. Ticket out. He's got a massive respect for WOW, but... The rails, uh, mm. probably getting a sweet run through, as you said, not a lot of pace around him. So something for the punters in an each-way quote there, mate. Yeah, he's currently, I think, $10 to win, but he'd probably be, I haven't looked at the place, Mark. You'd imagine around the $2.50 to $3 mark uh, for a place. So that might be the way to get an earn out of the race. If you want to follow Eddie, you could even back him you know, to run a place. You yeah. know, small for the win. You know, a larger bet for to, to run a hold juke because he is going to get a nice run because Trouble and Mill hasn't got much early pace on his outside. So uh, if Wow does get away like we think, or I think he, he will, he'll be rushing up rushing up the centre. So there will be room for, for, for the red to punch up and, and, and settle right on the speed anyway. just want to chat to you about the pressure that Danielle Maddock and, and her mum Ruth Maddock, um, I wonder if they feel that pressure um, obviously it's well documented. Karina Britton had wow early in his career and then uh, he was sold to, to the Maddox. Um, I, I just wonder, like Ruth and Daniela, they're such quite really mm. reserved people. And 
to me, that, I don't know how they handle the pressure, but on the outside, it, they're probably perfect for a dog like Wow. Mm. It doesn't appear that it that it phases them one iota. Um, yeah. They seem cool, calm, and collected. Whether they're a little different than what they appear, but gee, they've done a great job. Karina did an um, amazing job with him, and I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to have been. You know, it's, it's great to have a dog of Wow going into your kennels, but yeah, there is pressure, pressure big time because he's one of the the quickest dogs in the nation he's one of the most well-known not dogs in the nation due to his name so you know people say pressures you know uh, pressures only what you put on yourself but but gee i'm sure they would have been feeling it and you know every morning you know they bounce out of bed to go and check it yeah make sure he's okay and and you know after every trial and every race you know you always you know just praying that everything's all okay and he's come through you know, come through safely and, and everything, everything's okay. But honestly, they've done they've done a tremendous job with him. Um, and he, he, he's going as well as ever, Jude. The other feature race on this Sunday's card is the Fireball uh, Battler. It's over the 350 metres. Uh, we're taking a look now at Moore Source, who came off that terrific second behind Zipping Kyrgios uh, in the Group 2 Blacktop Final. Uh, he'd had two starts at Goulburn very early in his career, more source, again over the 350 metres. And I, I spoke to Mick Lill on Sunday afternoon. He ran um, after casual glance had won his cup eat. And, and I said to him, I said, I, I went back and looked at more sources, you know, early wins there. And he'd, he'd run smart time like 94s. At start, I think it was start five and six or six and seven. 1933 there, sets a new track record. So, Again, you know, they've been able to freshen him up from that really hard 5, 15-metre run at the Gardens and to get him to come out, he just lead-pinged on Sunday mm. and runs 19.33, winning his heat of the fireball. Yeah, when he ran those times early days there, you know, and he came back now or came back on Sunday night uh, in better form, flying, um, and then, you know, the writing was on the wall, particularly when he, when he came out running like he did. He, he's an explosive talent, isn't he? He's just got that incredible high speed that's unmatched, really, uh, you know, for the first 100 metres. You've got to come out with him and you can't let him, you know. He, they're, they're, he's just got that speed that a lot of dogs just... It, it doesn't happen, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know it's it's not one in a million, but it's sort of it doesn't happen too often. Duke, what that that high high genuine speed, you know. He, I, I don't know what Michelle and uh, and Mick are going to do. You probably know more, but gee, have they have they you know target or have they spoken about maybe heading down to Victoria for any of the country cups with him at all, Duke? <laughs> It's funny because I said that to Mick on, on Sunday afternoon. I said, mate, this, it, it's the case of you're not going to go down there with one dog. Mm. Right? You've got more source, you've got casual glance, you've got um, Robbie Rotten as well, who again won, he's won his last four straight at, at uh, Maitland now. And I said to him, would, Mich would uh, Michelle send him to someone else? He said, not on your life. Mm. Right. And I said, well, then it, it makes it tough because to give yourself a chance, you've got to go down and trial. Yeah at least once, mm. uh, then you've got to go back uh, mm. for a heat. Then obviously if you get through the heat, you're into the final. And, you know, it's, it, it's that balancing act because, you know, like Mick still works. Mick's, yeah. you know, he's in the construction industry. Uh, Shell does the dogs, um, Aiden helps them out. But, you know, and I said to him, I said, if you're ever going to do it, you, you, this, these are the dogs you do it with. Yeah, um, yeah. 
but again, I think they're gonna they're gonna press on um, with more source and getting back over that five hundred. Mm. Uh, I don't I don't think he lost any any um, you know gloss at all in that run in the blacktop. Oh um, no, no. Well, you know, and, and again, I think if they they I guess the same question marks were about casual glance when he first came to Wenty. Is he going to mm. run five hundred? Well, you know, he now runs five hundred. More source, he'll run five hundred. We saw that in the in the oh. blacktop, but. I agree, and that's why I did say to Mick on Sunday, mate, if you're ever going to go to Victoria mm. for country cups, these are the dogs. You're not taking one chance down. You're going down with three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, casual glance. He could, he could easily win a country cup. And then the form Robbie Rotten's come back into. He's yeah. absolutely airborne. He's running flying figures. He's in at Goulburn on, on, on Sunday as well. It's um, like in the end, Duke, you know, there's plenty of races, races up here. And as you said, like with the gardens and the blacktop, well, Sipping Kyrgios won the race, but everything was made to order. And he's the, you know, probably the best sprinter in New South Wales at the moment. Oh, Not, nothing away from Bandit, Ned, but he Sipping yeah. Kyrgios is doing it in, in open company. Now, he had everything, you know, made to order in a way at the gardens and stalked the leaders and was too strong. But Morsels went to the line with Zulu Warlord. Um, we know what he's capable of. He can he can mix it with the best sprinters uh, in New South Wales easily and and, and uh, around Australia. So, Twenty nine six at Wanny. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Oh, you know you've got the Gosford Cup coming up early uh, early January or late I think late. That's uh, where they'll be heading as well. Yeah. <laughs> late December early January. So there's plenty of and then you've got Duke the pulls of thunder uh, in, in in mid January here in in Sydney. So yeah, there are plenty of races here in New South Wales to target, but you know. They do look perfect, you know, country cup uh, dogs uh, in Victoria. But again, as you've just alluded to, it, it's very difficult if you're not going to send it down, send them down to a trainer. Well, it's hard to to, to yeah. do everything and get them to give them every chance to be competitive because you've got to you've got to go down, you've got to trial, and you, you've got to do everything right because you're taking on some incredible dogs on, on those one turns down in Victoria on their home circuits too, basically. Yeah. Exactly yep. right. Exactly. Okay. You need everything to go right for you to be competitive down there. More source draws box four in race 10, which is the fireball on Sunday afternoon. The Goulburn Cup is race number nine on the card, 5.55 p.m. and 6.12 p.m. respectively there for the features. And they keep coming. Sorry, Battler. I've got to mention there was a very nice run. If there is a knockout runner, knockout dog, it's Keppel. Uh, I don't know a lot about it. Um, geez, it was a good run. A finished runner-up uh, in the heat. Uh, trained by Anthony as a party. Victorian come up for the, the series. Wouldn't have had a look around the track. And ran 1981. Does need to improve on the clock. But, gee, think it can. Um, very touchy beginner. But got a high speed. Has run 21.6 around Shepparton. Has only had 10 runs. Uh, I think only won four races. But, geez, if there is a knockout greyhound in that in that fireball, it's Keppel. I, I, I haven't seen a market yet, but I'm sure it'll be sort of 8, 10 to 1. Um, and well drawn wide. So, yeah, uh, just keep an eye on that greyhound anyway. Yeah, and Ricky Brewer's got two in it as well. He's got Boaz and also Snipe. So good luck to all connections there on Sunday afternoon. Uh, wow, looking to defend his title in the Goulburn Cup. Next Tuesday night at Lismore Battler, we've got the final of the Group 2 Lismore Workers Lismore Cup. Uh, we had Heats run on Tuesday night. Lewis Rumble, ultra impressive when setting the benchmark on the clock.
Racing, Peyton keeping was away quickly, not as well as Lewis Rumble. He shows good burn to lead them in the run to the corner. Phantom Bonnie goes with it, just check Kid Psycho. Behind those was Sleuth drifting back now. Peyton keeping and Pamela's girl sees them all. Lewis Rumble's the pilot. Phantom Bonnie sticks with it, threw it a half lengths away. Another four then to Sleuth, followed by running on was Peyton keeping. But on the side and Lewis Rumble's the one to catch. He's lengthened the margin to five. Running on was Sleuth behind those Phantom Bonnie, but it's all Lewis Rumble. Lewis Rumble too close. Classy. Stevie, 4.27, flying early, 29.51, three lengths outside the track record. I know you are a man that is hard to please with your dogs. You've got to be wrapped with that boat. Yeah, really pleased. He went, he went terrific. Um, congratulations to the staff as well. The, the track's fantastic order. It's got to be to run those times. He really wanted a box rise. We, we know that he's, he can be hit or miss at, at the jump but he timed it to perfection tonight. And yep. boy, when he went through that catch and pan, there wasn't a dog that was going to run him down. No, well, I didn't think so. I was looking back through the, the Mel's dog was making a good bit of ground, up, but he told me that he's not real strong at the end either. So it wasn't too bad. He's really performed. He's made the Townsville Cup final recently. He's run fast time at, at Wentworth Park. And, uh, Lismore is sort of one of your local tracks. Um, what would it mean to win a Lismore Cup for someone who's won basically everything? I've never won a Lismore Cup, so we'll uh, <laughs> we'll cross our fingers for that. It was Stevie Kavner talking about Lewis Rumble, 29.59. Thank you very much. Box four. He had the vacant box to his outside last night. Got that clear air at the jump. I spoke to Steve about that um, pre-race. But, look, we know he, he's a really smart dog. Stevie didn't think he was that strong over the at the end of the 5.20, and I think he dispelled those fears for him last night, mate. Yeah, what about his early sections? 427 to 469. Oh, like, they don't go any quicker. No. Um, and we know he's capable of that when he does get the start right, Duke. He's just got that high speed in the early and mid part. And he, he got that fresh air uh, at, at the start. Um, he's drawn box number three. So, as Steve mentioned in the interview, it's it, it doesn't really matter where he draws does it it's 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 all dependent on how he begins if he begins well he'll probably if he gets that little bit of fresh air he'll probably win the race because when you're running 29.5 in front i don't care who it is it's very hard to run you down and you know running 14 you know uh 69 to the back so um yeah he's he's a high speed teller to greyhound he's in great hands He'll be ready to rock and roll Tuesday night in the final. Um, wow, what about Cash View? Oh, <laughs> Seriously. Well, before we get to Cash View, uh, the other the other heat winners, Mercy Dash, uh, ran 29.79 for Nev Creighton and uh, Luke Mason. Uh, fire legend, he's back like wow. He's, uh, mm. he's looking to defend his title. He ran 29.88, really tough win off the rails mm. draw. But you're right, Cash View. I said to Cookie before the race, I said, what's he going to do? He goes, mate, he said, I've got no idea. He said, this dog, he said, he just produces an amazing run. He ran home last night, Battler, in, I think, 1475. Yeah, it was 1475, uh, which was two lengths faster than Lewis Rumble. So we've got contrasting racing styles. Mm. Lewis Rumble, has to, Steve believes he has to lead to win. Mm. Cash View draws the rails in the final. Uh, he'll be clear last, right? Mm. You're holding your breath. With... Now, Burns End's led in this heat as we've just seen this replay. Uh, Burns End's a 700-metre dog. <laughs> ran 29.5 at, at Lismore. Not going as well as 29.5 now. No. 
but Burnands leads easily off the off the pink, and down. And I've got to tell you, I saved on Burnands at, at around the fourteen dollar mark, but I backed quick cash view, and mm. then all of a sudden, as they went through the pen and they turned down the back straight, you saw cash view make ground, mm. and it was it was withering, mate. It was an amazing burst of speed. How would you have been? You're on you're on Burnands first turn into the back straight to the top. Oh. Oh, oh, this been over 700. How are they going to run this down? How are they going to run this down? And then, as you said, you could just see Cashview get to the outside and then he just let rip down the back straight and went out after Bird Ends. And uh, yeah, you know, look, in that interview with uh, when, when, um, when uh, Cookie said, you know, uh, up there with his, his best win of the, the record at yeah. Grafton, that was a remarkable performance as well. But gee, that that run on 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 Tuesday night that was just breathtaking, just yeah. breathtaking. Um, yeah, it's as you said, they they both got contrasting racing styles. Lewis Rumble and uh, and Cashview, so it does set it up for uh, yeah a, a tremendous uh, race on Tuesday night. It, it was good to see uh, Luke Mason with Mercy Dash and Bert Entz. He's, yeah. he's an owner of both Grey Ants. I love the interview with him, actually, Duke. He was a bit of a character. I've, I've had a little bit to do with him. Uh, he, he's on the committee of the Casino Club, so I've uh, had, had a few uh, phone conversations with him. I've never actually met him face-to-face, but I, I really enjoyed, <laughs> enjoyed his interview. Jeez, he's, a, he's a happy-go-lucky fella, and uh, yeah, he was ecstatic, uh, particularly with Mer- Mercy Dash. I had, well, had a good laugh at that interview. Mercy Dash, I did the interview. He goes, you'll be interviewing me later. He said, we've got burn ends. He said, I'll have two in the final anyway. He said, don't worry. So, I mean, well done to her. The dog that's not out of it is Fire Legend. Um, coming off a win in the Macca, uh, we were at 29-3 at the Gardens. Uh, he's now three for three at Lismore, undefeated. He won the Heaton final last year of the Cup. He's won his heat last night. Um, he draws box eight. Again, that run of that short run of the first turn, four you know, 420, 430, something like that. But if there is trouble off that inside, mm. he's probably going to be getting a decent run down the, down the outside of the track there, mate. He, he does want inside, Duke. Oh, he does. Right. He's a you desperate know. railer. And, yeah. and Yogi said to me last night, he, he won the race, Mark Maroney. He said he's such a hard railer, you know. Yeah. He, he will need. So yeah, he is. He is going terrific. But he and he did win the Macca from a, a wider alley, but that was a smallish field as well, which helped him. But um, I know. I think he might have had box five when he won it last year, and he and he, he, he nailed the jump. And he's yeah. really. He will need to come out running. I think to get across from the wide alley. Uh, but look, as you said, he's going as well as ever. Um, and, and he's one of those dogs, Duke, that he's done a bit of travelling, but he just seems to aim up for all of these group races, you know, aims up in the heats, and he'll, he's made a, a number of finals. Just a, he's a great race dog, a good, honest dog, and you'd love to have one in, one in the kennel. Yeah, absolutely. And I know Mark's wife, Mel, uh, she gets a great kick out of them. I, I was at Grafton earlier today, and um, they still had, you know, big smiles on their faces. You know, they've got another one through the final, so... Uh, that is next Tuesday evening at Lismore. I'm going, to, I'm going to journey back up there next Tuesday night for Cup Night. I, You're uh, a hard worker. I am. Hard what's hot, what's not, brought to you by our great sponsors, Ivory Coat. If you're looking for the best food for your companion animal or your racing animal, uh, get onto the Ivory Coat bandwagon. What is hot for you this week, Battler? 
Well, it was trebles all round on Monday, uh, Monday afternoon, Monday night at Nowra in Maitland. Mickey Clayton, he got a winning trouble, uh, winning trouble, winning treble. At, uh, he probably got in a bit of trouble in his in his in his life. Mickey, he's a champion fella, but no, he uh, he had a winning uh, winning treble at Nowra with um, Aqua Eddie Hilly's Howler in mint condition. So he's having a good little run at the moment, Mick. And he's had, he's had a heap of city winners uh, uh, in his career. Had a lot, a lot of good dogs uh, throughout. But yeah, he's having a, a good little run, winning treble there at Nara. And uh, James Porter, who had a uh, winning treble at Maitland on, on Monday evening. King of Hearts, World Gone Mad. I love that name. <laughs> it's very, very true, isn't it? And, uh, and Scotty. So uh, He's, he's had a few good years, James. He's, he's had 78 winners this year, but over the last four four uh, years, he's got 80-plus winners, so there's no doubt he'll well, last three years. he trained years over 100 a couple yeah. of years back. Well, actually, last year, Duke, yeah. 111 last year. So he joined the 100 Club last year. So, you know, when he reaches, you know, gets you know, only needs a couple more winners to get to the 80 this year. So that over the last four years, he's got over 80 winners uh, each and every year. So uh, James Porter winning treble at... Uh, Maitland on Monday. So a shout out to those guys. They are certainly uh, what's hot this week. I'll tell you what's not hot at the moment up here at Grafton is the rain. We're in, we've had a terrible storm cell in the last few days. We had torrential rain on Monday. I went to Lismore last night when I got back to Grafton. It was soaked and that had a huge storm again this afternoon. But what is hot at Grafton, apart from the 350 metre track record, I'll talk about that in a moment, is we have got the Albert Gleeson Jacaranda Maiden series coming up. Now, the heats for this will be run on October the 31st, the final on November the 7th. The final is worth $8,000 to the winner, $1,750 for second, $850 for third. And uh, for those that don't know, uh, Daryl Albert Gleeson, um, an absolute legend here in Grafton, passed away earlier this year. We ran a fundraiser, we, we raced around $18,500, $19,000 proportion of that was um, handed back to the family to pay for funeral costs, et cetera, et cetera. The remaining money we've put into this race because the Jack, we, we've got the Jacaranda Festival. Surely you'll come up for that, Butler. Yeah, no? Free accommodation? Free yeah, absolutely. Okay. So this used to be a really hot race and it's sort of just become another another race. So we said, let's, let's reinvigorate it. So the Albert Gleeson Jacaranda Maiden Series, over the 450 metres, the heats will be run on Sunday, October the 31st, the final on November the 7th. But as I said, terrific prize money, eight large to the winner battler. And let me tell you, I know of a couple of dogs that have come down from Queensland and have mm. trialled, and they are maidens, and they will be heading towards this series. October 31, Sunday. Okay, that's the day after Derby Day. That's when I've had my biggest wins of, I hope I can you know, get a tank that this year. And no, 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 let's, no, no, let's no. tell the, hang on, before we talk about We'll talk about the 350, then we'll come back to your biggest win. So the 350 metre track record, Baroque Knight broke Wacky mm -hmm. Jackie, and then Arara Dan came out and broke Baroque Knight's uh, record last Friday. Arara Dan and Baroque Knight clashed today at Grafton, and uh, the track was a bit soft. He ran, Arara Dan uh, won, Baroque Knight ran third uh, in a time of 1989. Arara Dan is not mm -hmm. my dog to follow, but I've got to tell you, he is a very, very smart dog. Now, your biggest wins. I just want to I just want to throw one name at you. And for our listeners and our viewers, let me tell you, I was on the bandwagon, but only a small proportion of Battler. And the horse's name is Americane. No. 
Wasn't it Americaine? <laughs> what was it? You build it up and you've got it wrong. What was it? Tuna Den. Oh, Tuna Den, Americaine, <laughs> Tuna Den. You're, you're on the right track. You're on the right track. They both won a Melbourne Cup, but yeah, Duna Den when he won the Caulfield Cup in 2012. Yeah. After he won, he won the Melbourne Cup in 11. He came back and won the uh, the uh, the Caulfield Cup in 2012. Yeah, I did, but that wasn't, you know, Derby. Yeah, I've how had a cup. Was that? Seriously, I'm thinking it's American. It's American. No, it's Duna Den. But yeah. I remember. Mm. I won't keep you up here because Paula probably watches this. But I declared most most of it. <laughs> Was that your biggest result? Yes. Yeah. On the one race, yeah. Yes, yes, it has. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Derby yeah. Day. Derby yeah. Day is Saturday. We've got yeah. Albert Gleeson Heats, the Jack yes. Rand. I just need to build a tank. I need to build a tank on Derby Day. Yeah. So we've got plenty for grafting on the Sunday. So you're going to have all the all the, the trials and you're going to have all the, the form for the, the newcomers. So. Yeah. We yeah, oh, no, that, that, that's them. what I was getting at. Yeah. I just need to build a bank. Oh, yeah, no, I'll no. give them all up to you, mate. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be ringing on the Sunday morning. Yep, brushed, brushed, brushed. Exactly. There'll be nothing. Hey, um, There'll be nothing. What about the rumours that are flying around about the Phoenix? Uh, <laughs> Tab might be, they're going to side with a particular trainer. Mm. Uh, Queensland's announced there's the GBOTA running heats. Here at Greyhound Racing New South Wales, uh, we've got something really, really, really different that we're going to announce next week. I know I've been saying that for the last few weeks, but the rumours are about where it's something totally different that we haven't done in Greyhound Racing before when, when it comes to selecting uh, a field or, or a Greyhound to represent us in the Phoenix. Yeah, very unique, Duke, as you mentioned. It's something we haven't done here in Greyhound Racing before. So, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, I think later next week we'll have uh, an announcement. So I think I think everyone will be, you know, it's all about, uh, and I think we've taken the view, it's all about growing sport and, and trying to bring a new, in, a new audience into Greyhound Racing. And, and the way we have structured it and, and looking at what we are going to do, I, I think we certainly will, Duke. And that, that's what it's all about, isn't it? You, you've got to try and build that audience, bring new people into the game. And we think we'll be able to do it by uh, uh, um, uh, linking in with um, News Limited. And uh, yeah, so exciting time and uh, yeah, news next week. What are any other rumors? Like I got told a few things on Saturday night, but I can't repeat them on a podcast. Mm, which I yeah. guess is what rumours are all about, aren't they? Because then people say, I wonder what he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> not making it up. Yeah, hey, yeah, um, quite, actually, yeah. Fairly yeah. quite. I think everyone's just glad to be sort of normality. Look, obviously, the COVID restrictions are still in place. You've got to be double-vacked or have an exemption to be able to be on course. Um, and as of December, the first battle of that all changes. It just becomes open slather. Hasn't, hasn't the COVID, hasn't the vaccination thing divided people but like the pro-vaxxers the anti-vaxxers i gotta tell you i'm pro-vaxxer um yeah. i remember getting the polio shot when i was seven or eight years of age polio is basically eradicated now in our world and for the people that that are anti-vax i say this that i've been eating chico rolls since i was about eight or nine so that's the best part of 50 years the only thing i know that's in a chico roll is carrot Right. <laughs> so I am pro-vax, but no, in all seriousness, it has divided people. 
Yeah, it's a bit like religion, isn't it, Duke? Um, <laughs> you don't bring that up at the pub or, or or a dinner party or, you know, out for dinner with anyone at a restaurant because it, it certainly does divide people. But, yeah, I'm a, I'm a pro-vaxxer as well. Um, look, each to their own. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, everything, it does open up. You know, December 1, it's a, basically a free-for-all. Uh, everyone can do what they like. But up until then, uh, yeah, you, you just can't enter a greyhound track unless you're either double-vacked or you've had uh, one and you're in a regional area and that's up until uh, November one. So yeah, uh, it, it seems to be, uh, you know, uh, on a whole, I think pretty well received across the industry. Of course, you're going to have the anti-vaxxers and, you know, um, you know, they can't get into the track, but the one thing they can do is uh, organize somebody else to take yeah. their greyhound to the track or they can drive to the track and, and park outside and, 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 and get a, a, a fellow yeah. train. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to take the dogs in and they're handle them. penalised that way. They're, they're just, yeah. you know, and again, they're, they're not rules made by Greyhound Racing New South yeah. Wales. Yeah, yeah. They're rules made by uh, New South Wales Health. So, hmm. again, haven't we got some words that have entered the vernacular? Vact, double vact, anti vact, pro vact. What about uncharted territory? That's uh, been a favourite one in COVID. Was, you know what? When we had, um, when we were going through the ban. Um, you know, five years ago. And what was it? The, the social license. You've lost your social oh, yeah. license. Social license. Hey, anyone yeah. tell me where that bloody social license is? Yeah, gone? yeah. Because it seems that we've got our social license yeah. back now. Yeah, no, and it's disappeared. No one ever, ever talks about it now, do they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, all right, dogs to follow. Mm. We didn't have a big night on the tip on Saturday. Oh, night. dreadful, horrendous. I should just hand him a tipping license. Yeah, but that was last week, mate. Yeah, what, and you know what? I went into that meeting pretty confident too, Duke, because I'd found a few and a bit of value and I thought, oh, look, we'll talk about the sickest beat of the evening in a moment because Absolutely. I was going to make it my dog to follow as well this week. Because All right, well, tell us what your dog to follow yeah. is. Or, uh, Blue Zephyr. Uh, the Future Stars will run at Maitland on uh, Heats, will run at Maitland on Monday night. Um, you know, good odds for Rada came through on one what in 2018 frankie hurst actually got a winning double on, on the card yes even yeah so it it's produced some elite greyhounds duke in the last few years well actually in its whole history to be quite frank you know, Battler, I, I i sorry to just jump in but i compare the future stars at maitland with the grafton maiden classic mm. good dogs win yep. both of those races mate. yeah on the big one turn tracks yep. and you know they get they get every chance at you know particularly at maitland um, yeah, but the Greyhound I, I spotted, Blue Zephyr grew, uh, Duke, geez, oh, I was impressed. He didn't begin all that well, but he just whistled in the early stages, showed a blinding turn of speed. He ran 22-32 uh, overall, best of the night. Um, look, you'd imagine he'd be better for the run. Uh, Jimmy Galloway trains by Fernando Bale out of Barsha Jeans. Uh, Barsha Jeans was well-bred, but... She won over the 600 metres, Barsha Jeans, and she won in 29.80 at Albion Park and 29.5 at Lismore. Um, and she rolled 40 at Lismore a couple of times as well. Yeah, so um, look, she's Blues Ever is bred to be probably better over 500 metres, but she, I was impressed, just that high speed in the early stages. So uh, yeah, uh, the box draw for the final uh, uh, isn't out yet, uh, but, uh, you know, I think he's, I'm not, you know, tipping him, you know, just to take out this series because there's some talented greyhounds in it. But I think he's he's definitely one to follow. Um, we'll follow in the future for sure, Duke. 
Right, you mentioned the sickest beat of all time. Uh, <laughs> all time. I, so it was race three at Wentworth Park last Saturday night. My dog to follow was a dog by the name of Billy Creek. Uh, Battler and I were both on. We both got the overs and the overs got beat us again. Um, yeah. He's he Look, he only had to go around or, or get <laughs> underneath. He only had to get around that home turn safely. Mm. And he wins on Saturday night. He wasn't able to do that. Trunky Rose uh, was leading, got the got the jump on him. Um, as as we said in the coverage battle, three starts back now. He ran twenty nine forty five at Dubbo. Uh, he ran third first up at Wenty. Um, you know, Ian Gilders has got him. He draws box one on Saturday night battle. So I think we got we averaged what four eighty four sixty yeah, on yeah, Saturday yeah. into three three fifty three sixty. I'm tipping he's probably going to be a dollar eighty. Yeah, I think if you get yeah, even money, two twenty might be the best you'll get. And he's perfectly drawn on the rails, but he's got Sarita drawn on his outside, who will give him plenty of room in the early stages to drive up. And you know, if he does get led, uh, there is pace out wide impress us. I think in the eight it'll be charging. Yeah, over. drink long necks. Yeah, yeah, drink long necks. So even if he is burnt off in the the initial stages, he only just needs to hold his ground, and he should get that perfect run through the first turn. He's got plenty of strength on his side, and not only when he, he, he um, you know, he, he went the copped the check on the home turn which cost him victory he, he copped a check on the first turn too on saturday night which probably he lost a length there so oh and, and he was still going to win the race after copping yeah. that so yeah it, we're sick, on our it was a sick watch we just oh. looked at each other and yeah. just ran. Nah. Yeah. And then we had to talk about it and go over and yeah. over and over. I think the directors just continually played that replay. It felt like 58 times they kept uh, playing, putting that replay up. So. Well done to the Godden family because Trunky Rose had been there, I think, seven times yeah. in that one. And she was a, she'd made the Bulleye Gold Cup final earlier that year. And she chose the night to break a duck at Wenny. Yeah. When it costs us plenty. Hey, if you can't talk through your kick, mate, you can't talk. So exactly right. Anyway, listen, uh, the future star final will be run and won by the time we come out on Thursday evening. We're recording this uh, Thursday night. So Battler's dog to follow Blue Zephyr in the future stars. My dog to follow is Billy Creek, who has box one at Wentworth Park in race seven on Saturday evening. Stack of racing previous stack of racing coming up we're you know we're coming into the the end of spring summer uh we're about to go back into everyone being allowed on track we've got that big carnival coming up in january got the big race in in uh victoria it sort of feels 2019 ish you know things are a little bit normal mate. looking up looking up and and you can tell too in sydney just driving around uh, last week the um the amount of cars on the road, you go to the shopping centre. I went last week. It was like, you know, Christmas, really. Uh, people are getting out and about. We've been, we've been in jail for three months. So it's, it's only natural everyone's getting out and about. But there is that, that bit of, you know, you're getting into the warmer weather. You've got you know, good racing, spring carnival, the thoroughbreds, all the good races with the greyhounds. Everyone thinks up and about. So it's good. And, uh, yeah, really looking forward to, you know, the uh, – the Phoenix series for the GBOTA Duke it kicks off next week. It's a it's a it's a lengthy series. I think it's nearly a five week series uh, for that. 
Uh, that's here kicking off at Bulleye on Tuesday night. And I think the big finals at Wenny on the 27th of November. So um, yeah, that, that kicks off next week. So that's an interesting concept and uh, how the GBOTA will come about having their winner for, uh, for their, for their slot. So yeah, uh, an exciting time ahead, Jude. Yep. And we've got a big day coming up Sunday afternoon at Goulburn and then next Tuesday night into the Lismore Cup. Badler, thanks again. I can't believe I stuffed up June and Den in America. Yeah. I remember where I was when you it were on. Up. Yeah, you were on because you remember, uh, well, I had him running for really good money uh, in a multi and then yeah. Commanding Jewel won the 1,000 guineas, guineas on, on the, the Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. And uh, and then it nearly doubled. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's called a multi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, it uh, it it was a good result. Two thousand and twelve, and yeah, geez, I had a good run for about. Four it's a that long ago. Two thousand and twelve. Yeah, two thousand and twelve, Duke. <laughs> yeah, seems water a water under the bridge since then for both of us. Hey, uh, thanks again for your coverage for uh, joining us today. Tonight, uh, it is getting a bit late. Yeah, I'll tell you what, overtime tonight, we're yeah. nearly midnight on a Wednesday evening yeah. recording this show. But yeah. I tell you, it has been fun. I've enjoyed this one. I know it's been a review preview. We haven't had a feature guest on, but we've heard from all these people that have won races and got right dogs coming in. And let's hope they all have luck on the weekend. Hey, Good luck on the punt, mate. Thanks, Duke. We'll try and get, get them again on the weekend. And thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Behind the Boxes. I'm Mark Duclos. Until next week, good luck, good punting, and bye for now.